Well, hello, friends, and welcome to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry and podcast ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church, located in Greenville, Texas. Now, in these few moments we spend together each week, you'll hear great and stirring interviews and powerful messages from the Word of God. But the reason for it all is so you can be touched by... Hey, 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 everybody. This is Pastor Chet Haney of the His Mighty Hand Radio broadcast and podcast. And also, I have the privilege and the joy to be the pastor of Highland Terrace Baptist Church here in Greenville, Texas, where my good friend J.C. Ivers serves as our student pastor. J.C., good to have you back with us in studio today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me again. You bet, J.C. And we're also really privileged to have our man of the moment, and that is Christian Hernandez. Christian, thank you so much for coming back into studio so we could talk with you a little bit more. It's awesome being here. You bet, buddy. I'm so glad that you shared what you uh, did with us in the last session about uh, how God captured your heart this past summer and uh, how it was just such a meaningful experience that you were willing to share with others so they could be encouraged, too. That's really kind of the heart, I guess, of why we do uh, mission trips, isn't it, J.C.? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's people who need to hear the good news of Jesus, and yeah. sometimes it's time to be the vessel yourself. So. Yeah. Now, you've told me about it before, but since you know better, I want you to share with our listeners today, our church as they are listening, about the uh, mission trip this past summer. I know you guys went to Louisiana, and I know it was in the Shreveport area somewhere, but tell us a little more about um, how that all was kind of set up. Sure. So we were actually right in downtown Shreveport is where this place is located. It's called the Hub Urban Ministries, and they have a couple different buildings that they use. The one that we spent most of our time in is called the Lovewell Center, and um, it's right in the name. Essentially what they're doing is trying to help homeless people by providing all number of resources. So it's kind of always growing and expanding. But what they have in place now is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they have a um, a thrift store. They yeah. have a laundromat. Wow. They have a food store. And they offer classes um, throughout the week. So there's, uh, you go on a certain day, there will be a meal served. Uh, there will be classes. Um, some of these are, you know, Bible studies. Some of these are professional skills, um, dealing with depression, those kinds of things. So a lot of different valuable um, resources. And the way that they uh, use the thrift store and they use the food store and the laundromat is you earn points to gain access to those things by attending classes. So it kind of feeds into itself. Um, if you're willing to help yourself by receiving some of the classes that they have to offer, um, they're going to help you in other ways too. So there's a little bit of an incentive to really get involved with all of their programs that way. And it was a special cool. place. So we want to help you by helping you help yourself. And then when you help yourself, we're going to give you more help, it sounds like. That's pretty much the idea. Wow. Yeah. That's something that would be neat to look into here. Absolutely. We can set up something like that. Might need to pick your brain more about that later. Okay, so you took a um, – um, big group of our students with you, um, good-sized group, and um, I know the students had to be trained 
uh, so they would know what to expect, you know, when they got there. How did you approach kind of getting them ready? Yeah, so um, we kind of got to where we had a full calendar and there wasn't as much time and preparation as needed. But um, I think some of the key things and really the things that we emphasize is, number one, you know, let's let's make sure that we all have a clear, concise gospel message mm-hmm. about the hope of Jesus Christ, your testimony, His death and resurrection, and, and your testimony. You know, the difference that Jesus has made in your life. So that's obviously a key thing that um, really I would hope any mission trip yeah. <laughs> would involve an opportunity to share that's the, the gospel. Main thing, right? So, and then the other thing that we did is just to realize. Um, uh, these are these are people in a very different circumstance than us. Uh, they yeah. look different. Um, their lives are so different, yeah. and uh, there's so much less privilege. And just uh-huh. we have to watch ourselves and be careful that we're treating these people like normal people. Mm. Um, and so, just preparing ourselves um, for that as well. I think we're yeah. culturally conditioned sometimes to. Um, Really, and always just be wary of anybody different yeah. than us. So, so you, you didn't want to look them. down on anyone. You didn't want to treat them uh, in some sort of a, you know, like you're a project. Right. You wanted to treat them like a person. And so you helped prepare the students for this, sounds like, uh, as best as you could with what time you had because it really was a busy summer. But um, I have an idea, Christian, that with all that uh, training – that you received from uh, JC, you probably still didn't know quite what to expect until you got there. Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty eye-opening. Honestly, I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. It's not really what you expect. You, uh-huh. you kind of go into it, you're like, oh yeah, I've I've heard enough. I understand what's going on, and then you get right. there and you're like, wow, this is <laughs> like totally unexpected. Yeah, like. The reality of it is just, and how many people that there are, it's uh-huh. just like you can't really imagine wow. that. So it was lots and lots of people. It was, yeah. it was a good bit of people there. Yeah, wow. I'd say a couple hundred throughout the wow. day at different points on their busy wow. days. It was so they're slammed. Yeah, they're slammed with uh, opportunities to help make a difference. Wow. So how did that make you feel? Uh, just in terms of, um, you know, the privilege of where we live and the, the blessings that we enjoy when you had an opportunity to really minister to people who are maybe not as fortunate. Yeah, so um, we did this one exercise where we basically put ourselves in the shoes of a homeless person. Really? Where we had to fill out like this checklist and get certain items, do certain things. But we didn't have anything with us. So mm. they gave us five points to get um, anything that we need from the thrift store or from the food store for the day. Wow. And every, that, that was it. That was really wow. it. And it was pretty, like, like whenever you realize just how much you rely on the things that you have that mm-hmm. seem like an everyday item to us, mm-hmm. like a phone or just yeah. like any form of technology, really any like luxury like a car any like transportation and inf- like access to information none of that exists for them stuff and, we take for granted every day yes sir yeah. yeah i think the most difficult obstacle and you never would have thought about it because you have this little phone with you all the time is on the one day i didn't because of the activity we were doing 
the bus system is entirely based on maps that are in an application. If you can't download the fat, the phone app, they have no map, no map. You can't get around. Yeah. Wow. So having to ask, okay, where do we get off? And you got to pay real careful attention. That was, yeah. uh, that was kind of crazy just that in and is. of itself. So tell me, Christian, what was it like uh, serving there? What kind of stuff did you do? Um, well, apart from that, we kind of uh, like helped inside the stores. We, okay. um, we did usually like three rotations. We would um, help in the thrift store. We would like take the donated clothes and like sort it, put some new stuff out, take some okay. new, so take some old stuff out. Yeah. Um, we, if someone was in there, we would help them, you know, purchase the items that they needed with yeah. the points that they had. Mm-hmm. We, the second station was like a greeting station where you'd go and you'd talk to the people there. You kind of interact with them, hear from them and share your story with them. Yeah. And the third station was at the food store, mm-hmm. the eat well that they called it. Um, we just kind of stocked everything up, made sure everything was looking good in there. Yeah. Um, and we sat at the counter. If somebody needed to buy something, um, we would check them out. Wow. So they could buy things with points? Yes, sir. And the points is what they earned by being in the Bible studies and the classes where they're studying to learn how to better themselves? Yes, sir. That is way cool. Yeah. It was it's, it, I, I I really like the system. Yeah, yeah. It was a fairly unique model, at yeah. least in my experience. It was very so, cool. Did you get a chance to talk to any of these people and have a conversation with them? I did actually. Um, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I can't remember her name. Yeah. But it was she was a really awesome person. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to sit down, and my entire group actually talked to her at the at one point because of just how you know how good of a story that she had. Mm-hmm. But basically she was, she told us that she had cancer oh and my she didn't have that long to live. Wow. And she was kind of just moving around everywhere that she could, trying to spread as much of the gospel as she could with like the people that she met with the limited time that she had. My goodness. And she, she read us like poems and everything that she had made while she was younger and we, we got to talk to her about, like, you know, her favorite parts of the Bible and just, like, the journey that she's been. We got to share a little bit about ourselves with her. And yeah. it was, you know, it's, it's a unique story that you don't really hear that often. And it was an amazing story, really. It is. Yeah, you won't forget a person like that after uh, having that kind of an encounter to uh, engage with her reality and her circumstances and uh, we should pray for her god knows who she is we'll pray for her so christian you um are back in school how's that going pretty well i i'm enjoying my classes luckily yeah well that's good good deal and um you have anything else you want to share with our listeners today like, for instance, if there was somebody out there listening right now who, um, you know, they might not be homeless. They could be. Uh, but they might be experiencing some of the same things you were talking about before in the first session. 
about maybe irredeemable sins. I've done so much. There's no way God could ever love me or forgive me. Um, A lot of people probably can relate to that. I think we all can, really, because none of us really deserve what God has done for us. We sometimes think we want to think we do, you know, but we really don't. We really don't deserve what God's done for us. What do you think you might say to that person who's listening right now, who's trying to sort that out, and uh, maybe they feel kind of like damaged goods? You know, their life is so messed up they don't think they can be, you know, fixed. What would you say to that person? That it it is really an awful situation to be in, and I, I, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. But it's you know, life just has a certain way of just hitting you where it really hurts. And yeah. God, God knows all of those weaknesses, all of those doubts that you have. He knows it before you even know it, and he. He embraces them full, like wholeheartedly, and then he he tells you that they're nothing to be ashamed of. That everyone has them, and it's it's an amazing thing to to realize because it's it's kind of just what you constantly think about. Like, oh, this is why I'm not lovable. This is why you know I can't do so and so. This is why you know this is why God shouldn't love me. Yeah. But it's because of those that God does love you. And yeah. realizing that is is just such an amazing thing, and so it it turns your life around, really. Yeah, I read kind of a, I guess it's humorous uh, story this morning in this book by uh, Jamie Ivy on marriage. It's actually a, a book called Compliment, and she was talking about going on a safari in Kenya, and they had this amazing guide who knew so much information about all kinds of animals and so they're out uh, she says going on a safari will make you never want to go to a zoo again because animals should be in their natural habitat you know it's where they thrive and so he was telling them about the elephants and the giraffes and the zebras and so forth but she said the most interesting thing she wrote it down in her phone notes was about the warthog you remember, uh, is it Pumbaa, the warthog in Lion King? Yes, sir. Yeah, so just get that image in your mind. And he said the the biggest problem that the warthogs have is they forget why they were running. He said they can run pretty fast and they run from their predators, but then they forget why they were running and they stop. And then the predators catch up and they they get eaten. <laughs> And I thought, wow, what a uh, what a powerful image that is for some of us, you know, because we we try to run the race, you know, with the Lord, and we try to um, stay strong. And uh, you know, the Bible says that those who wait on the Lord will run and not grow weary. But sometimes we forget why we're running, and we stop, and that's when the the enemy can pounce. You know, the Bible says that Satan's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if we forget why we're running, that's when he likes to pounce on us. So God help us to remember to run the race with endurance and to keep on running and to stay um, 
you know, in step with the Holy Spirit so that we can remember our purpose and remember what he's done for us, to remember that we matter to God, that he loves us in spite of ourselves, that he has plenty of grace and mercy to forgive us, that when we're proud of him, that he's proud of us, and that when we share about him with others, whether it's at camp or on a mission trip or on a podcast or maybe just in a conversation with someone, you know, at the most random time. You know, we never know what kind of effect we can have on someone else's life just by sharing the great things that God has done for us. And maybe that'll help us not to forget why we're running. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, uh, JC and Christian, for coming in today. I really appreciate you being on our His Mighty Hand uh radio broadcast because you've made it very special and uh jc could you just uh pray for our listeners right now maybe someone's listening to christian today and they've really kind of had their heart touched in a special way would you just pray for them right now yeah Uh, dear god just thank you for your grace and your goodness toward us god i pray that if there's anyone uh, hearing this message now that feels hopeless or maybe irredeemable, or maybe worthless or unloved, God, that you would just reveal yourself in such a way that they would know, regardless of their circumstances, regardless of the broken relationships in their life and the sin that they might find themselves in, God, that they're not irredeemable and they're not unloved. God, that you are perfect in your love and grace. You're perfect in your justice, God, and you want nothing more than to be in a personal relationship. And so I just pray that if there's anyone uh, that knows that for the first time, that hears that and, and internalizes it and knows it, God, that they would cry out to you and receive the grace that you had to offer through Jesus. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, J.C. Ivers, for that prayer and for being on with us today. And thank you, Christian for coming in to uh, be a part of our podcast. We wish you the best as you continue in your senior year and uh, beyond. God's got great things in store for you, I'm sure. So thanks, Christian Hernandez, for being on with us today. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. I'm Chet Haney, pastor of Highland Terrace Baptist Church, and this is the His Mighty Hand radio podcast. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chet. Most of the evil that we endure and inflict on each other are the littlest small things, a nibble here and a nibble there, and pretty soon the pasture is eaten down to nothing. He does not evilly graze his neighbor. Can I just make some practical applications? If you borrow something, bring it back. Clean, not broken. <laughs> I hate borrowing things because they always break while I have it. <laughs> And then you got to fix it or replace it and bring it back in a timely fashion. Um, if you stay with someone, make them sad, not glad when you leave. Now, how would you do that? Well, by, by being a generous guest, you know, not lazy, but uh, actually, uh, you know, make a contribution. Make them sorry when you're gone because you... You know, made that house a better place while you were there. Uh, when you speak of someone, build them up and don't tear them down. 
Evil in small doses builds up in the system over time, and the only antidote to it is forgiveness. Now, the last mark for today is number six in our list. He protects relationships with other people because they affect his relationship with God. He does not backbite with his tongue. He does no evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against his friend. There's a 15-yard penalty in the NFL that illustrates reproach in the Hebrew. And it's taunting. If you want to see some YouTube examples of taunting, there are some ridiculous videos of grown men on professional football playing field taunting each other. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're kind of rubbing it in? It's funny how it seems like most of those videos are with the Cowboys as their opponent. (laughs) I think people love to hate the Cowboys in the NFL, and they love to taunt them. You remember a girl named Penina in uh, the book of uh, 1 Samuel? Penina was the rival of Hannah. And what did Penina have that Hannah didn't? Right. Penina had children, and Hannah's womb was barren. And so Penina uh, mercilessly taunted Hannah over this fact. And what's funny about that is that the word uh, reproach Herpa, scorn, to taunt, to shame, to disgrace, actually does in the Hebrew have a sexual nuance related to the shame of barrenness. Elkanah, the typical male, said something dumb to try to fix the problem. He said to Hannah, well, you've got me. I mean, isn't that good enough, uh, Isn't that as good as having ten sons? You know, typical guy, just say something dumb. By the way, I I found it interesting. I read an article by Tracy Cleantis, things not to say to a girl who's trying to conceive and having trouble. Number one, she had about 15 things. I just picked out two of them. Number one, she said, uh, don't say this. If you quit stressing over it, maybe you'll get pregnant. Don't say that. (laughs) You know, what an insensitive, hurtful, taunting thing to say to someone. Here's another one. Maybe God knows you wouldn't be a good parent. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you what I saw in the article. Can you imagine the hurtfulness to hear somebody say something like that? I wrote this one down myself. Maybe this would be better. You think so? Just tell me what you think. Instead, say something like this. This must be so hard for y'all. I don't know what it's like, but please let me know how I can best support you. How I can pray for you. Wouldn't that be better? Sadly, sometimes words 
are not just dumb, but deliberately hurtful. That is reproach. Uh, The Bible says um, that uh, reproach is actually something that falls on God sometimes because of our behavior. Just sad to think about, you know, grieving the Holy Spirit, uh, deeply disappointing God because of our dishonor. Um, why would you openly shame any friend, especially the friend that sticks closer than a brother? He does no backbiting, that is, he doesn't put his foot in his mouth. He does no evil, that is, death by a thousand cuts. And he does no reproach, which is to say, taunting, deliberately hurting. These are character issues, folks. These are issues of honor. And the reason people project hatefulness and hurtfulness I think, may be due to an inward, self-directed hate. I think sometimes the reason we have problems with relationships is because we got problems with ourselves, And we try to hurt someone else because of the hate that we feel inside. Uh, we, we just get frustrated with ourselves, and we don't know what to do about it, so we kick the dog or take it out on someone else. Can I just say this, and and we must close, change in character comes from one source, and that is the transformation of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about willpower. We're not talking about um, man's power. We're not talking about horsepower. (laughs) We're talking about God's reforming, transforming work that was done on the cross where Jesus said it is finished, and then he said, get to work. Work out your salvation. Because as you work out your salvation, not by willpower, but by God's power, it is God's power who is working in you. It's the resurrection power of the one who raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of the Father. He will raise up righteousness in you too. And when he does, don't be surprised when it has a deep connecting effect on your relationships. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this helpful word from the Scripture that can affect and correct our walk and our words. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just bless this moment now as we think about it and consider it. Lord, let this be an invitation for everyone here today, everyone, to focus in the coming days, on improving relationships. By my speech, by my heart, by my love, Lord, let it be real and let it be 
helpful when I speak to someone else. Let me lift them up and not, uh, not tear them down. Let me become each day more like Jesus because that is the upward call of the highlands. That's what we want, Father, to rise higher, to come up to that place where you are. So we pray together, Lord, lead me to a rock that is higher than I. I want to be a man of character. I want to be a woman of honor. I want my words to be pure and helpful without reproach. I don't want to let any shameful words come out of my mouth, any hurtful words, but only the words that reveal the work that you've done in my heart, the work of forgiveness and restoration, the new person that you've made me to be in Christ. Let me speak that truth, Lord, that lives within me now who said, I am the truth. And I know that truth will set me free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located on Joe Ramsey Boulevard right here in Greenville, Texas. Join us each week at this time as we celebrate His work in our lives through 